Today I got time, yes. Today I got time, yes. Today I got time, yes. You lucky on that day I was acting cool, cuz. Nigga, what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? I don't fuck with you, cuz. You disrespecting me. I don't fuck with you, cuz. You disrespecting me. I go hard, cuz. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good, child. Let me make sure my screens are up to par. Oh my gosh, I feel like it's been forever since I've done a video or a live stream. Thank God for the podcast earlier. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I wanted to do a podcast talking about CERN and the Georgia Guidestones and all that good stuff. So let me make sure all my screens are up. Y'all can see me. Y'all can hear me. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, I see y'all. I see y'all. Hey. <laughs> so I can't. It's been almost like eight days. It's been a lot going on. I've been literally drained and exhausted ever since I came back from Essence Fest. And I think um, uh, I have to remember, like, I've been doing a lot of traveling ever since my event that I did in early June on June 10th and then came back here for like a week and then went to BET and was gone for like a week, you know, in L.A., then came back for two days and turned around, went to Essence. So it's been a lot of traveling. So I just been exhausted like Marquis told me, your body has been in so many different time zones in like the past, like not even four weeks. So I just really been home. Like every time I got ready to do a live stream or a video, I was literally nodding off. I was just so tired. So um, I finally got enough sleep this week. So that's why I'm doing the stream on this good Saturday. So I'm glad y'all are here. I'm glad y'all are able to join me. Um, so it's a lot to talk about. And I'm probably going to end up splitting this live stream into videos as well, just because there's a few things I want to hit on um, while I'm live and then talk about, you know, the regular topics as well. So Essence Fest was really dope. But let me remind you guys, I was not brought there by Essence Fest. Um, to me, I felt like Essence Fest uh, was not as organized as they normally are, especially with media. It was a lot of people in black media that I ran across that I've known for years who were not approved to come, they were not approved to cover it. And I don't know if it's because Essence Fest has this deal with Hulu, but I just felt like it wasn't, you know, it, it was a lot of confusion for no damn reason, okay? But it didn't even matter what they had going on because I was there for Spotify. Spotify is who flew me out, covered my hotel, and, not even, and then gave me a bag. But on top of that, gave me front row tickets to all three shows, so that was just really dope. And a lot of times when companies say they're going to look out for you and give you tickets, usually you're like way back in the nosebleeds. Okay, like, oh, thanks for the free tickets in row number 1009. You know what I mean? They weren't playing, child. They had me right in the front row. <clears throat> and it was amazing. I had a really good time. I was not expecting to have tickets that were that close, that were that good. I was so close, looking at Nicki Minaj, look what I walked away with from her dancers. That's how close I was. Her dancer was like, and I caught it, okay? I got a little pom-pom as a souvenir. Um, it was a great time. I, I had a good time. So let me break a lot of stuff down. A lot of folks were um, asking me about it, how did I feel, you know, everything that went down afterwards. Yeah, isn't that cute? Okay, I see you, Barbs. I see the little unicorns. What's up, Barbs? Now, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. At first, I did not kind of was like, well, I don't know if I should go to this. I don't know how I'm going to feel. Because <clears throat> we know her, her fans online, they can be a little bit extra and kind of nasty. 
But then I thought to myself, I don't give a fuck about these online people. This is the real world. And people never had that same energy in the real world, okay? And like I've always said, I've always liked Nicki Minaj's music, especially a lot of her old music. So why not go? Front row tickets, right? And when I tell you, it was, I met so many dope barbs. Like, I was really surprised. I had barbs coming up to me that was like, I'm a barber and I'm a tea sipper. I'm so glad you're here. That's dope that you came through. Like, a lot of barbs just showed me so much love. And it was really dope. I didn't even realize I had that many damn barbs that, that damn followed me, child. Because I had assumed all y'all hated me for whatever reason. And I'm saying, because I fuck with Cardi. Cardi's my girl, period. You know what I'm saying? But still, I can still show love. Here goes all the unicorns in the chat. We see y'all. So let me show y'all. So when I first walked up, this is what I see as I'm walking up. I'm like, okay, these barbs are not playing. First of all, Essence made everything pink in honor of Nicki Minaj, which I thought was really dope. I love like the pink carpet and everything they had laid out if you guys went to the Essence Fest. So that was really cool. Let me show y'all. Child, this is me walking up and this is all I see. And I'm like, these barbs did not come to play. Let me show y'all this video real quick here. Okay. So I'm going to fast forward a bit. This is in the VIP line. So everybody's, I'm waiting for um, one of my tea sippers. I gave him a ticket. But look at these barbs. They came through in all pink. He had the ski mask on, pink shoes. She's in all pink. I said the show, the show has not even started and these barbs are choosing violence. Okay. They came through, when I tell you, like, everybody came dressed to impress. They came with their Nikki shirts. The guy that sat right next to me, he was from New York. Um, I had posted some pictures of them, of, like, the barbs who were around me on Instagram. We had fun. When I tell you, we kicked it. We sang songs. And, you know, we just had a good time. There was none of this fandom bullshit, right? It was none of that. You were there to just have fun, listen to good music. And I love the fact that she also brought out Lauryn Hill and uh, Wyclef. So they were one of her opening acts. And it was really dope because I've never seen Lauryn Hill in person, you know, performing. And Wyclef, I've seen him before performing. He's a ball of energy. Um, And I like the way, like, she kind of had a lot of Caribbean artists, you know what I'm saying, because she's Trinidadian, you know, come out. And it was like this, like, really dope Caribbean vibe. So I was really feeling that. Nas also came out to perform as well. Um, let me just show y'all some more pictures from the event here. Let me pull up my IG. So this was me front row. Um, so, I mean, we were close. We were like up. You couldn't get any closer than that. It was like the best seat in the house. That was one of the uh, barbs slash tea sippers that I took with me. Um, this was Nas coming out. We can't play none of the music. Lauren Hill and Wyclef, they killed it. It was just really dope to see them back together again. Um, this is one of her barbs. He was like all dressed up. He was Nicki Minaj from head to toe. He looked beautiful. This was the dude who sat next to me. He made the shirt himself. It was just a lot of like, just the energy was dope. And she was late. Let's keep it real. She was really late. But I think we were having so much fun, we didn't even care. Like, this was all of us swag surfing. Um, me just, you know, you know, I'm always singing and rapping to some shit, child. And that was Tamron Hall. We had Tamron Hall partying with us. Like, she started rapping and dancing. Like, the barbs had Tamron Hall coming out of her comfort zone. Okay? So, we were just having fun. 
Even Roland Martin was in our section trying to dance. So it was really cool. This was us with our pom-poms. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a really good time. And um, like I said, she was late, but because everybody was having so much fun, people didn't really mind, and we didn't know what was going on. It seemed like it was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff because from what I heard, they were supposed to be streaming it on Hulu. And then all of a sudden, I started getting messages from people like, the Hulu stream wasn't working, what's going on, is Nikki on stage? And I'm like, she's on stage, I'm having a good damn time watching her. But they had decided not to air her. So I don't really know what caused the whole thing, but I'm going to say this. It was very awkward when she got up there and she said what she said about Kanye and Cardi. Because at first, you know, we really didn't notice the shade because everybody was just really having fun and everybody was just vibing with her. And then when she came out, she threw the shade. It was just like really kind of awkward, like where we didn't even catch it at first. We had to kind of like, we all kind of looked at each other like, did she just diss Kanye and throw dags, you know? So let me go ahead and play you guys this really quick. Ooh, where's all my screenshot? Okay, see, I just heard that. Let me come back on the screen. Okay. So, I don't know why it's like my throat is hurting, but I took a test. I don't have COVID or nothing like that, but I just feel like I'm still under the weather. I'm trying to find this other comment that she made. Is it on this one? I have like 50 million screens up. I'm going to come back to it, but basically... She also was talking about how there's a bunch of little mini hers. And so everybody took that as a shade towards Cardi, of course, because that Friday, Cardi, Kanye, and Little Dirk had just released, you know, the song Hot Shit. So a lot of people felt like, okay, you're shading them when this really should be about you, your moment. Everybody's here to see you. She also talked about how people were playing with her money. So, you know, I don't really know the extent of what all was going on during that time. But I'll say this. I kind of felt like the energy was so dope, honestly, during her whole event, even though she was kind of late. The energy was so dope that I think that she shouldn't even mention whatever was going on on the back end. Because her fans were really there for her. I mean, these kids were rapping every single lyric they didn't miss a beat. She brought out Lil Wayne. She brought out Birdman. You know, the energy was just like so dope. And then when that was said, that ended up being the highlight of everything. Where really the highlight should have been the fact that she came. Her fans had a good time. Lil Wayne was there. 
Birdman was there, Lauren Hill. But because of like the shade that was thrown, that became the highlight of everything. Now, from what I heard, you know, there were issues with her and Kanye, with Kanye not having her back when she wanted to start like a clothing line. Um, he wasn't trying to jump on a track with her a few years ago. It was all types of different things that came out. And maybe she felt the way because he jumped on the track with Cardi. I don't know. But I just felt like she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have said anything. You know, now as far as the money part of it, because they were also saying that there was issues. She had issues with like her clothing. Um, You know, she came out and said they were playing with her bag. I'm trying to find the clip that I had where she mentions it. Because matter of fact, it was on my Instagram page. Okay, here it goes. This other page had up. I found it. She mentioned like several things. So I want to show you guys this real quick. So, you know, people are like, well, she didn't say Cardi's name. She said Minnie Me's, wannabe Nikki's. You know, I look like, yes, you look like, no. Like, you know, it's clear who those shots were at. And again, she had just dropped that song that Friday with Kanye. So, you know, this caused a lot of controversy. I know people were asking me, like, you know, my opinion about this all week. But I hadn't gotten a chance to talk about it because I've been under the damn weather. So, you know, I thought, like, you know, like I said before, I didn't think that she should have mentioned any of that. Now, as far as the money, people playing with her bag. Now, I've been hearing a lot of things from different artists about a lot of these shows now are trying to do contracts to live stream events, right? So Essence connected with Hulu and said that, you know, we're going to be live streaming Nikki's event. They have been promoting it all week because I remember seeing like the promo for this. And a lot of people couldn't make it. A lot of bars were excited that they were able to watch it on Hulu. A lot of folks who were not with Hulu ran to sign up for Hulu simply for Nikki. Like, let's keep that real. All of the new subscriptions that they got came from the barbs. Okay? So, if you guys are going to promote all week that Nikki is supposed to be, you know, live streamed during Hulu, and then they just switch it up, I don't blame, like, you know, the barbs for getting upset because this was one of the promos. So everybody, you know, in her fandom was looking really for, you know, was looking forward to this. And then it was announced that she was not going to be premiered on the live stream. I believe Angela Yee, she came out and announced it. I'm trying to see if I have that. Oh, there's so many clips here. Let me see. It's one like... Uh, Essence Fest had announced it, but then Angela Yee had to come out and tell everyone. I think this is it. Yeah, this is it. Is this the fucking moment that we all been waiting for? That's all night. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we are. 
I mean, her fans were mad, and to me, it makes sense because they really were promoting the whole Hulu package with Nicki Minaj. So, of course, the Barb's were pissed. They started a whole hashtag f Hulu, f Essence. They were going in on Twitter. I was like, when I when we finally came out of the um, Superdome, it was like everything was going crazy on social media because they didn't, you know, they didn't show her. Now, from what I'm hearing. Part of the reason why she wasn't shown live is because she was late and they couldn't show her live because they had to be out, out of there at a certain time. I've heard some of that. Other things that I feel may have happened is because she mentioned they were playing with her bag. And my thing is, if I'm signing up to perform, right, that's supposed to be a simple performance in front of the people who are there. Now, if you also want to live stream my performance... I'm going to need a check, okay? So that's what I'm thinking might have been the conflict is maybe because they weren't trying to pay her for that live stream. And that might have been what caused her to be really late, might have been the back and forth because she said it herself that they were playing with her money. So that's what I'm thinking may have happened. And if that's the case, I definitely agree because what I'm noticing with a lot of these venues, right, is that they're trying to make connections with streaming companies to get extra money. But again, the venue's getting paid, but what about the artist? Because think about it, if it wasn't for the artist, none of us would be there. Let's keep that real. And you wouldn't have anything to stream. And so a lot of venues are starting to do that, where, you know, they're making backdoor deals. Not saying that that's what Essence did. I'm just saying I've seen that with other venues where artists get upset, like, I didn't even know this was going to be live streamed like that, you know, and they're not getting their bag. So it was a lot of stuff, you know, that was just going on with that whole situation. Now, I feel like they were wrong for not live streaming her. But what I'm also thinking from a business point of view, the fact that she was going in and throwing shots at Kanye and Cardi, may have also played a decision in them not wanting to live stream. Because, again, we're talking about three of the biggest stars, you know, nationally. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Kanye West. And so does Hulu want to, you know, ruin that relationship with Kanye or Cardi, knowing that Nicki just threw shots? So that might have been a reason as well as to why they pulled out and decided not to stream her. That's just what I'm thinking. I'm not sure. But, um... At the end of the day, I thought it was a really good show. I enjoyed it. Like I said, like, I just really had fun. Like, in our section, we were lit. Like, we really didn't. I think at at one point, it's like, dang, she's still not out here. Oh, well, we just kept dancing and rapping and having fun. It's like nobody was really tripping. Um, the only thing I hated, though, because they were streaming, I believe they scrambled, like, everybody's social media, internet, we couldn't post anything unless you went out by the bathrooms. It's like anything in that VIP section, you couldn't post anything. So you couldn't live stream. You couldn't really show anything unless you left that section. So most of the barbs that were live streaming the show for other barbs, 
they were probably doing it from up top because they could still get reception, but we couldn't get anything down below. So that was the only thing, you know what I'm saying, that I didn't like was that fact that they were messing with everybody else's internet just because they didn't want competition. I get it. If they're paying to live stream an event, do you want somebody in the front row also live streaming that event for free? No. So I get that part. But um, now let me say this. So I went through to all three concerts. So the second day was Janet Jackson. You guys, I'm a huge Janet Jackson fan. But I will say this. I felt like that show was not as popping. Um, I don't I, like Summer Walker was one of the artists that performed. She just she, beautiful voice. There, I just felt nothing. There was like just no stage presence. She kind of just stood in the same spot. It's like yo. You have this huge space. Walk around the stage. You have fans on that side. You have fans on that side. She literally just sat in the middle the whole time and sang in front of her microphone. There wasn't a two-step. There wasn't a body roll. It was just standing there singing. I was disappointed. You know what I'm saying? It just it was very dry the next day, okay? It was very dry. Jasmine Sullivan was there as well. Beautiful. Her outfit was gorgeous. She has a beautiful voice. But again, it wasn't a lot of dancing. It wasn't a lot of theatrics. You know what I mean? Like, this is me keeping it real, child, okay? Beautiful voice, but there was like, there was no really no stage performance. Like, I, you know, I, maybe I'm spoiled, child. I'm used to people singing, dancing, putting on the show, fireworks. You, big wheels keep on turning, turning. Pride, baby, keeps on burning. You know, I'm used to that shit. All this standing in front of the microphone and, uh, uh, like, I'm going to need you to walk around the stage. I'm going to need you to acknowledge everybody in the building. I didn't get that vibe. Okay, and I get it. Everybody's different. I'm just saying. Now, Patty LaBelle, as old as Miss LaBelle is, and I mean that in no disrespectful way, Patty LaBelle is what? I think she said she was 78 years old. I didn't know she was that old. I really thought she was, like, in her 60s. When I tell you, she killed it. She killed it. How How is a 68-year-old woman with more energy on stage than Summer Walker? She At one point, she took off her shoes and got the sea walking. I said, no, she didn't. Yes, she did. She was like, today I got time because she was sea walking to Snoop Dogg's. Da-da-da-da-da. It's the motherfucking D. I was like, uh-uh. Miss LaBelle tore it down. She could sing. She bought the energy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was like, just it. like she woke me up again. I'm not going to lie. A few of them had me like, but she woke the crowd up. Miss LaBelle did the damn thing. And I just felt, yes, she got the seat walking, y'all. They had a close-up on her feet and everything was so funny. You know, she was just out there getting it. Her set was beautiful. You know, you could just tell, like, the people who had been doing this and just really appreciate the space i'm gonna keep it real okay so now i know everybody's been talking about nikki was late child miss jackson was late too let's keep that real y'all not let me some janet but y'all know i just i hate when performers are like super late but she was late um but it was just so dope to see her like i think they said they, they sold over forty-eight thousand seats when i tell you the superdome was jam-packed the second day for Janet Jackson, it was jammed packed, okay? She came out there, 
She did her thing. She looked beautiful. Unfortunately, I couldn't stay the whole time because, like I said, she was running late. So I had to go and go support my big sis, Tamika. So I had to leave um, about 30 minutes early to go see Escape um, because y'all know Tamika came to my event. She supported me. And so that's like my big sis. So if she has something going on, I got to go and support her. So I had a good time. I went to go see Escape After Dark. I'm going to show you some of the pictures here. Um, I got a chance to uh, meet Tiny as well. Tiny is really sweet. She like She's like the sweetest. She gave me like the biggest hug when she met me. I'm going to show you all the pictures. I haven't even posted at this stuff on social media because I've just been so out of it. I've just been laying down. So I'm going to be posting and showing you all the stuff here. So that was me and Tiny. She gave me a big old hug. Um, I was backstage with them in the green room. This was me with all of Escape here. So, you know, I just had to go and go support. And they killed it. You know, Escape still has it, honey. So they killed it. Latasha was there, too. She had just left. So we had a good time. So I had to leave that concert a little bit early because I had to go, you know, support Escape. I'm not going to not support them. They look beautiful. They sang well. They killed it. But, um, so I think the second day was cool, but I just felt like the energy... What all the artists were not the same. You know, thank goodness for Patti LaBelle and Janet Jackson, child. They definitely brought that energy. Now, <coughs> the th <clears throat> excuse me. The third day, I think the energy of the third day was similar to the first day. If you thought that R&B was dead, I will say that the third day definitely proved me and everybody wrong. The third day was new addition. They killed it. When I tell you, they like they literally made me just understand like this is true R&B. These are people who have honed their craft, who appreciate it. I've never, I didn't know a whole lot about Johnny Gill. I know he had replaced Bobby Brown. You know, I've heard the song My, My, My. I've never heard Johnny Gill sing in person or anything like that. That man can sing. Like, I think every time he opened his mouth, I got goosebumps. And I don't get that a lot anymore. Like, I literally got goosebumps every time him or Ralph opened their mouth. Bobby Brown killed it. Their energy was so dope. And then they all just supported each other, like, when they did their solo projects. Like, every little step I take, they all were out there dancing and performing. They all were surprising I mean, we're supporting, like, Johnny Gill when he did his solo. Um, Belle Bib DeVoe when they did uh, Poison. They just all supported. They changed their outfits. Like, they really showed you what real R&B is. And what was so funny is that Nas was literally two seats down for me. So it was funny to watch it. And then I would look over at Nas. And he's, like, rapping along to, like, every little step I tell. You could tell, like, that was, like, Nas's era. Like, he knew every single song. There, and then it was like near the end, like, Nas, we got to go. The concert's almost over. He's like, hold on. Give me five minutes. Like, Nas was so into it. He was having a ball. When I tell you, they killed it. Like, they really killed it live. Like, that was one of the best live performances I've seen. And the energy to me with the crowd that whole night reminded me of the energy that Nikki's crowd had. Because Nikki's crowd was lit. I had such a good time the first day. The second day energy was just not the same. It just, I think it was just some of the acts. 
It just was not the same. But the third day, we left with a bang. Like, they killed it. Uh, Ron Isley from the Isley Brothers. And, you know, I know him as Mr. Biggs. He killed it. He came out there. And it was just so dope to, like, just see him out there performing. He's another older gentleman. He was dancing. The one guy was playing the guitar with his mouth. I don't know. He was doing all types of tricks on the guitar. It was dope. It was really dope. The girls from JS, they were like the background singers. So it was cool to see them, you know, singing and doing like their back and forth, you know, duets and stuff like that. But it it felt really good to watch him perform as well. Ashanti was there. Ashanti killed it. And that's what I guess maybe for me, I was expecting that with maybe Summer Walker and some of the other singers Like, Ashanti killed it. Her performance, her voice, the way she was dancing. She utilized the entire stage. She performed all that, um, you're all that I need, I'll be there for you. She performed that song with Method Man. The song with Method Man and Mary J. Blige. Ashanti did it, so that's how she bought out Method Man. They killed it. So, they were out there rapping. They killed it. Method Man, he did his thing. They just utilized, Ghostface came out. They utilized the whole stage. They made everybody feel like they were a part of what was going on. And that's what I didn't get from some of the performers on the second day. But the third day, all the performers did good. The locks came out. Little Kim came out. When Little Kim came out, everybody went crazy. You know what I'm saying? Little Kim did her thing. Um, So the vibe on the last day was really, really dope. It was really dope. So I definitely enjoyed it. I thought the whole, all the concerts were nice, but I would have to say in order, I think day three with New Edition and all those artists I named was probably top. And then second was Nikki. And then third, unfortunately, was Janet. And I think a lot of that was just because of who else was performing. Not because of Janet's performance, because Janet killed it. But I just think like the energy was just very different. I don't know. Maybe it was just like a really older crowd. And at first I thought it was because it was an older crowd. But then New Edition, there were older people there and they were rocking out. I mean, like people were like reliving their high school days. You know what I'm saying? They had couples dancing in the aisle and, you know, people really had a lot of fun. So I think the concerts were really good. So um, thank you to Spotify for those tickets. They were awesome. It definitely like, you know, made my day. And then um, that Saturday, I had went to the event where they did the interviews with me and the other podcasters. So um, they'll be posting it. I don't know when, but I'll let you guys know when it gets posted. But yeah, it was fun. So that was my time at Essence, honey. So good. That took me 30 minutes to get through all of that because I want to talk about that and I'm going to break this up into a video. But yeah, it, it was definitely, you know, it was it was good times. It was good times. Like I said to me, I think... Um, if Nikki wouldn't have mentioned all that stuff that she mentioned and just focused and kept it about the music and about the fans, um, I would have given it an A++. Because like I said, her fans, I think, are really what made the show. And her dancers. Her dancers were dope as hell, too. The one guy that was just doing backflips and, you know, he was dancing his ass off. The girls were really good. Like, she has some dope background dancers. So, like, they they killed it. They, just, they killed the set. You know, but I just wish you would have just kept it about that and not focus on whatever issue she had with Kanye, whatever, you know, payment issue she was having with Essence or, you know, Hulu. I think she should have just kept the negativity out of it because then everybody would just been focused on the performance and how much people had such a good time. Because, again, especially if you're not a Nicki fan, you're thinking all she did the whole time was rant. 
because that's all the blogs ran with. But really, if you were there and you watched the entire show, it was fun. It was like really fun. Like I had a ball. So and that's just me being, you know, that's just me keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? Um, I miss Chloe and Haley. I didn't get to see them. They were before, so I didn't get a chance to see them, unfortunately. I wish I would have, but I know they can sing. And I'm assuming um, they would have had way more energy and probably utilized the whole stage. I just feel like if you're going to perform and you're going to be an artist, you need to utilize the stage. Because literally, as, as hefty and old as Bobby Brown is, he didn't miss a step. That man went from one end of the stage to the next. Hey, y'all, I see y'all over there. I see y'all way up on the top. Like, they acknowledge people. And I think that's just part of that old school R&B. You're acknowledging even the people who have the nosebleed tickets because you understand they came to see you. So, you know, when I see Summer just tucked tucked away in, like, the back, you know, like, not even coming close enough to, like, the front of the stage, it was just weird. It was just weird. Maybe it's her anxiety. I don't know. But I felt like New Edition, they utilized that entire stage. Their dancers were dope as hell. They had some of the dopest dancers. Lots of energy. I love when they perform Poison. They they did the damn thing. So I have no complaints about their set whatsoever. Um, yeah, you. Uh, uh, Reginald said Beyonce definitely gets down. She has that energy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you've been to like a Beyonce show... She utilizes the entire stage. She's dead. She puts on a show. And maybe I'm, I'm spoiled because those are really the only shows I go to are like Beyonce's performances. And I don't care where you sit, where your seat is. You're going to feel like you're a part of it. You're going to see something like it, it. Like you're not straining your neck to be like, well, where is this person at? Or they're way back there. I just feel like, you know, certain people should have just utilized the stage more and just did a bit more, you know, bought a bit more energy. But that's just me, child. So let me see here. Um, MBJ Nene says, blessings, TT. I miss making your lives. I'm so proud of your growth and expansion and continue to keep you lifted up, sis. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Jay says, hey, T, love the content and your outfit is very pretty. Thank you, Jay. Thanks for coming through, love. Um, oh, my God. Chelsea says, love you, TT. Love you, too. Thank you. Uh, Jelly Bougie sent five. With Barb Unicorn emojis. What's up, sis? And it was so nice meeting you, too. Thank you for coming to my Spotify event and supporting me. So thank you, guys. It was dope being out there with the tea sippers. Let me... I think I have your picture on my desktop as well. Let me see here. I have a few pictures. Yeah, I do. I had the pictures. This was at the Spotify event with some of the tea sippers that got a chance to come through. Let me show y'all this yeah it was so dope it was like we we're taking pictures and then some people came to my event that i had in atlanta so it was like a little reunion so that was us there was a few more but these were the ones i took pictures with um that's jelly right there so we had a good time so it's definitely wonderful seeing y'all um so once again thank you guys for coming to the spotify event they had submitted their emails and I was able to forward it over to Spotify, and they were able to get in. Um, let me see here. Uh, Kimmy says, hey. Hey, Kimmy. Um, let's see here. Jelly sent another five, says, we turned the damn Discord into a barb chat room. 
Yes, y'all did. I didn't know there was that many damn barbs in the Discord. I said, oh, now they want to come out the woodwork because I'm at the Nicki Minaj concert. Okay, so I guess bars really do fool with me. Because I'm like, have you? I said, where have y'all been this whole time? I said, I've never seen this many u- unicorns in Discord. It's like they all came out the woodwork like, whoo, now that she's at the concert, you know, we can freely be barbs. And I've always told you, I don't care. Like Malachi is my favorite barb. Umbertone is one of my favorite barbs. You know what I'm saying? I've been knowing them for years now. So I don't care. As long as you don't disrespect me, I don't have any issues. It's the ones who are disrespectful that I cannot stand. But yeah, I was cracking up. I said, well, damn, look at all these secret barbs. Usually be high heels in here, you know? So it was funny to see like just the conversation and people just fanning out. And folks were like waiting for her on Hulu. So for them to not show her was just, it was bullshit. So I get why a lot of people were like really mad in Discord who were waiting to watch Nikki. So thank you for that. Okay, here goes the beehive. Child. Anybody talking about y'all? Where, where the beehive? <laughs> All you see is bees. Where y'all come from? I look up how I see his bees. I talked about Beyonce about 10 minutes ago. Here go a bunch of bees. <laughs> Let me see here. Um, Munia. Says, hey, T, I was the one that shared the tea about Chris Cuomo being suspended. Listening to your podcast this morning, can you explain your thoughts on the multiverse in CERN? Um, great podcast, by the way. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. I already did a whole podcast on CERN. Um, I'm not going to talk about it again. That's just That's just a very, it's so nuanced and deep. Like, I just, I hate, because there's so many different ways you can spin CERN and what they're doing. I don't trust anybody at the CERN Institute. I don't trust people who call themselves trying to play God and, you know, busting atom particles together to see what happens. I just, I don't trust none of it. But we will be having a meeting on Zoom um, about CERN and just all the stuff that's been going on, so... I can't wait to do that because we haven't had a Zoom meeting because I've just been so busy and out of town. But we'll be having one possibly tomorrow. So we will definitely do. So if you are a part of the Discord, definitely join that conversation. So thank you. Um, Imaya says, just wanted to send you some love, T. Thank you so much, Imaya. Appreciate you. Um, Orla Lolo says, for once I agree with the barbs. Yes, I agree with them being upset because they did use them to sign up for Hulu only to not show Nicki Minaj. So I'm not mad at them at all for dragging because that was foul. Because a lot of them, that is why they signed up. So thank you for that. Um, Let's see here. Ms. Diva says, looking beautiful as always, queen. Sending you blessings. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, sis. Um, Sin Kwali says, I understand that. I know they are singing. But if you go see Erica Badu, it's amazing. She makes you feel a part of the show. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You want to feel that way, especially, you know, when you're, I mean, I didn't spend any money for the show, but I know a lot of people who did. And everybody who was in that front row, they spent a lot of money. So it's just like, you have to bring it. You know, you have to acknowledge the fans. You have to make them feel like they're a part of the show. And I just think that that's why, New Edition got the love that they got. Like, you felt like, literally, you felt like you could run up there and, you know, start doing the little dance with them and shit. You know what I mean? That's how they made everybody feel so comfortable. Matter of fact, there was one point where Patti LaBelle, she brought up a bunch of people up on stage. 
that's how much she was killing it. She brought like 20 people up on stage. They were all dancing with her and having a good old time. You know, so I, I think that that is really important to make people feel, you know, because these are your fans. These are people coming out to support. And you don't want to, you know, that's not the time to be shy and be a shell of yourself. You know, that's the time where you really come out and you talk to people and, you know, thank you for seeing me. I mean, hell, I, I worked my whole damn stage at my event and I don't sing or dance. But best believe when I came out there, I walked from, from right to left, did a spin, showed y'all my outfit. You're supposed to utilize the whole stage, child. So I was very disappointed. I was. Let me see here. Um, Therapy Queen sent $50. Thank you so much, Therapy Queen. She says, hey, T, just checking in to say glad you made it back from your travels. Keep up the good work. I'm at a pool party burning up. LOL, we'll catch the playback. Be blessed. Thank you so much and have fun. I know it's been hot out here. It's really hot down south. It's like it hit like 100 degrees in Tennessee yesterday for what I heard. So stay cool. Stay hydrated. Thanks for stopping through. Um, let's see here. Monica says, I'm always looking for your lives. I love you. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Um, Thea W says, we love you and we are proud of you, Thea, in Baltimore. Thank you so much, Thea. Appreciate you, sis. Um Jada Gates says, T, I'm glad you had fun. I hope you're feeling better. I mailed your gift. It should be there Monday. I hope you like it. Love you. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to check my P.O. box. Thanks for the gift. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Kenya Perkins says, peace and love, T. Patiently waiting for the next deep dive, 100 from Houston. Yes, that is definitely coming. So stay tuned. It will be here in about a week. So I'm definitely working on that deep dive. So thank you. Um, Kate says, hello, can you do a cheer with the pom-pom? <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Let me see, what can I say? <coughs> rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. I, I never took cheerleading, y'all. I don't know what to say. Uh, what was that other one they used to say? Split that V, dot that I, curl that C-T-R-O-Y. Victory, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's all I got, child. <laughs> I wasn't popular enough to be on the cheerleading team. But thank you for the super chat. Those are the only cheers I remember, okay? <laughs> Y'all remember that victory cheer? Okay, don't act new from the damn 90s. Let's go, let's go, team, let's go. Like, I didn't do none of that shit, y'all. I went to the games, and I sat there in the crowd, and I just cheered and clapped. I was never part of the cheerleading team, so... But shout out to a lot of y'all who were cheerleaders and shout out to y'all who, you know, who like didn't just do high school cheerleading, but y'all who, you know, y'all flyers and tumblers and people who did nationals. I just think that stuff is so dope. And uh, speaking of cheerleading, rah, rah, uh, Jerry from Cheer got 12 years. Okay, can we can we cheer on that shit? If y'all do not know, Jerry from Cheer got sentenced. Let me pull this up here. He needed to be sentenced. I was looking at this earlier. Let me see if I can pull it back up here. Here it goes. Let me share my screen. So speaking of cheerleading, 
Y'all remember him? He was from the show Cheer. And so he's been sentenced this week. And they end up giving him 12 years. So this is what they're saying. They're saying that Jerry Harris pled guilty to child pornography charges and traveling across state lines with the purpose of having sex with a child in February 2022. He also admitted to exchanging sexual images with 10 to 15 children in three states, knowing that they were underage. The attorney for Jerry Harris asked for a six-year sentence, arguing that the client's sexual assault at the age of 13 gave him a warped idea of relationships. The assistant U.S. general argued for 15 and wrote at sentencing that Jerry used his celebrity and wealth to continue to exploit children, expanding the tools available to him to manipulate them into gratifying his seemingly insatiable sexual desires. So they gave him 12 years and eight years of supervised release. So speaking of cheer, that is something to cheer about. As you guys know, I'm a big, well, I was a big fan of the show. I was a big fan of Jerry, but when it came out that he was doing that to children, no longer a fan. I don't care. I don't play about people's kids. So he's out of there. But the good thing is that, you know, people are not going to allow him to like spoil the sport of competitive cheerleading. You know, there's still a lot of really good people in that sport, you know, who are not involved in mess like that. But it's just really sad because he was so well known. And to see that he was doing that behind the scenes is just really disturbing. So now I want to go ahead and talk about a few more things here. So we got that. Okay. Concerning Caesar, if you guys do not know, um, they are taking this whole dog situation very seriously. Caesar has to turn himself in after this weekend in Georgia, and he's facing felony uh, animal abuse charges. So let me show y'all here on my screen. We just posted this story earlier. So it looks like he's going to get some consequences besides losing his show. So Dennis Byron had posted this. He says, breaking Caesar Emanuel from Black Ink Crew New York will be surrendering to authorities today in Atlanta on charges of cruelty to animals. This story is developing. Then he came back um, and he says, correction, he has until this weekend to surrender so he can get his affairs in order. This is a bondable offense, though, so he will likely be out unless other dogs come forward. I, I guess he has jokes. <laughs> Look, what dogs? Hopefully there's no other dogs coming forward. Um, so Caesar was definitely in his feelings and he was mad about this. So this is what Caesar had to say. See the time I sue in the blogs for stupid shit. I think Caesar needs to worry about the fact that they're looking to charge him. Cause y'all know white folks don't play about the animals. You know what I'm saying? Especially that was a small dog. He was beating the dog with a chair, you know, so he needs to be focusing on that and not focusing on the blogs. Cause either way there is an arrest warrant for him. So we'll see what happens. Um, come Monday. Now on top of that, I also wanted to hit on this situation concerning Elon Musk. So if you guys do not know, 
I have been saying for shit the past year that Elon Musk to me is an attention seeker. He does anything for attention, and I don't trust him. He he tends to play a lot with the financial market. He understands that he has a lot of sheep-like people. Not everybody who follows him is a sheep, but you have people who hang on to his every word. When he was pushing the Dogecoin, I kept telling folks, y'all are paying all this money to Doge, but it's clearly obvious it's a pyramid because everybody who got in early, of course you're making money because you got in early when it was 0.1%. And so he kept pumping it and hyping it up, hyping it up. And then it started taking off. And then all of a sudden, all those people at the top, they snatched their money out and Dogecoin went for a dive. Okay. So, yes, he's just an agent of chaos. This is that's the vibe I get from he's an agent of chaos. And so it got so bad that they're trying to sue him for this Dogecoin fiasco for like billions of dollars. Now, I don't think. They're going to be able to sue him. I don't. I mean, they're going to sue, but I don't think they're going to get any damn money. But they're really upset about this. So we're going to start with this whole pyramid scheme that went down uh, a few weeks ago here. We got a lawsuit by a crypto investor who's accusing Elon Musk of running a pyramid scheme to support Dogecoin. Dogecoin, I think is how you say it, right? Musk himself admitted to starting it as a joke to make fun of it. He said to make fun of cryptos. No response from Musk here, but it comes just hours after we got other Elon Musk news. Because he's meeting today with Twitter staff ahead of that $44 billion takeover. He told the team... Okay, so we'll come back to that. So that's what he was in the news for recently is that lawsuit. Because a lot of people are like really pissed off. Um, When Doge crashed, a lot of people lost, I mean, a lot of money. There were some people who lost like $40,000, dollars $100,000. Because they were believing in everything he had to say. Which to me made no sense. Because again, the whole point of that cryptocurrency was supposed to be a joke. So why people took it seriously, I don't know. So now, as we all know, Elon has been bragging about buying Twitter. He's been talking for months that he's going to buy Twitter. He's going to get rid of the censorship. He's going to make it a platform that everybody will be able to utilize and all of this stuff. And to me, I kind of felt like he was attention seeking. Because remember when I showed you guys, I think I showed y'all in the Discord, that there was a tweet from uh, Elon back in 2017, where he was saying that I should just buy Twitter. And so I felt like he was only saying that because it was already a tweet that he put out a few years ago about buying Twitter. So now Elon thinks he's slick, and he's saying that he doesn't want to buy Twitter. So he came out and says that, he you know, uh, they went through everything, something doesn't seem right, um, there's a bunch of bots on Twitter, He doesn't know what he's getting. So he decided yesterday he's not going to buy Twitter. Well, Twitter has not responded. And they're like, no, not so fast, bitch. (laughs) Okay? Uh, You're not pulling out of this so easily. Okay? So Twitter is mad. And they're saying that they're going to force him to buy himself out. Because they're too far into the negotiations at this point. So this was just released a few hours ago. So Musk tells Twitter he wants to... He wants out of the deal to buy it. Twitter says they will force him to close the sale. So I think at this point, he's bit off more than he can chew. And he's trying to do anything now to deflect. Um, I think he knew what it was, but he was doing this for the wrong reason. And Twitter is not playing with him anymore. So this is what's being announced now. Side, and Twitter probably has as many on the other side. Billion dollar deal to buy the company. In a 
regulatory filing released yesterday, a lawyer representing Musk accused Twitter of breaching multiple provisions of the original deal, which was signed back in April. And for more on this, here with us now is CNN's chief media correspondent, Brian Stelter. Brian, good morning to you. Uh, what else do we know about Musk's reversal here? We know that this is setting up a massive legal battle, but Musk has lots of lawyers on his side, and Twitter probably has just as many on the other side. You know, it's been several months since Musk agreed to buy Twitter. He was offering a very high price, much higher than any other, uh, anyone else in the marketplace. And now there's an incredible amount of uncertainty about the future of Twitter because Musk seems to be trying to back out. Now, with Musk, you never quite know what's going on for sure. You've always got to be skeptical. That's why many people were skeptical about this deal when it was first announced. But I think now there's skepticism about whether he can get out of the deal. After all, when you agree to buy a company for $44 billion, it's not something you just write down in pencil. You've signed it in pen. You've signed it in ink. You have uh, done a lot of different things to commit to actually going through with the transaction. He's trying to get out of it by saying that Twitter has broken its side of the deal, by not being honest about fake accounts, bots, and trolls on the platform. Uh, but you know, Musk had lots of time for what's known as due diligence to go ahead and think about whether to buy the company before he agreed. So we're going to see if he can get out of it or not. So you guys just heard what they said. I personally don't think he's going to be able to get out of it scot-free. He's going to have to come out of pocket. Um, because he, I, I feel like he did all of this for attention and now it's coming back to bite him in the ass, but he can't. And the, another thing too, that people don't realize is because of his antics, the Twitter stocks have gone down. So people who have stock in Twitter right now, they're really pissed off because the stocks have gone down in the past 48 hours ever since this. But the interesting thing, um, is why the Twitter stocks have gone down, Elon Musk, his stocks for Tesla have gone up. He's, he's, received, he's received some type of bump in his stocks. So let me show y'all this real quick. So yeah, as soon as he pulled out of it, people ran to buy shares of Tesla, but now they're pulling out of, you know, Twitter. So Twitter is now facing some more financial implications because of this nonsense. Now, another reason why Elon Musk is in the news, if you guys don't know, recently it was announced that he had a secret... Well, he had two secret babies, child. He had two twins with um, one of his secretaries from the Neuralink plant or whatever, his Neuralink company. So she had two secret babies. And so this was announced. And so instead of him, you know, he has no shame. He's an attention seeker. So instead of him, you know, just being honest about it, he then goes into this whole diatribe about how, you know, it's his job to help repopulate the earth. He's just a weirdo. I just can't take him seriously. And of course, you know, good old Dick Cannon was right there behind him to co-sign the fuckery. So let me go ahead and share this with y'all real quick. Okay. So this is what he wrote on Twitter. You know, still using Twitter, you know what I mean? In the midst of all this chaos. He doesn't want to buy it, but he still wants to use their platform. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> you can't make it up. So he says... Doing my best to help the underpopulation crisis. A collapsing birth rate is the biggest danger civilization faces by far. Then here comes Dick Cannon. Right there with you, my brother. You know, both of y'all are just, y'all are just trash at this point for that, for that silly comment. Um, if you guys are really interested in repopulating the earth, you know you can do that with one woman, right? Or even maybe possibly two baby mamas. 
You know, you don't have to repopulate by getting any and everybody pregnant. And again, who says that we want a whole bunch of Elon Musk? <laughs> okay, seedlings running around the earth or Nick Cannon seedlings. Like nobody asks for this. You know, so I mean, just the arrogance of I'm just going to get any and everybody pregnant because I'm trying to repopulate the earth. No, just say that you're a cheater. You can't be faithful. You don't want to stick to one woman and, and call it a day. Like, don't try. Don't bring the earth into this. Don't bring the depopulation agenda into this. Just say you're a male whore who wants to have a bunch of kids by different women. It's all good. You know, what I'm saying the women know what they're getting into. So I'm, I'm definitely not mad at y'all. They know what the tea is. But why lie and act like you're trying to help repopulate the earth? We didn't ask for this shit. We don't need y'all to repopulate anything. We need you to figure out this damn Twitter deal, okay, Elon, and pay back them people that lost all their money during the, the, during the whole Dogecoin debacle. How about that? How about repopulating their pockets? <laughs> How about getting them back some damn money, Elon, okay? So I don't know. He's just, he's a trip. It's like he did all of this to me for attention and... I think Twitter has every right to come back. I mean, that's like somebody saying they want to buy your car and you guys are literally halfway during the paperwork. You know, they don't sign, you know, some type of notary saying that, okay, they'll buy your car on such and such date. You know, they just need you to work with them on the payments. And so then, you know, they give you $500 down and they're supposed to pay the remaining 2000 or whatever, you know, in two weeks. And then now it's two weeks later, you come to collect the $2,000 and give them the car. And they're like, well, no, I changed my mind. I don't want the car anymore. Um, I got to approve for something better. Well, hold up. Uh-uh. Because I could have been sold this car two weeks ago. I missed out on other buyers, other people who want to buy the car. And right now, nobody's willing to buy the car. You know, I can't reach back out to those buyers because they already went and bought other vehicles. So, no, you're still responsible for this because I, you know, hooked you up. I took down a down payment. You can't just break the contract now because you think you found something better or something cheaper. And that's what Elon Musk is trying to do. And I just think it's tacky. And I think, um, you know, I just hope that they end up holding him accountable because he always does little games like this. And he ends up just really affecting the financial markets. And at this point, it's not funny. We're going through too much right now for Elon to be playing games. Now, as far as them and, you know, him having a side chick and the side chick having twins. I'm not shocked at all. Um, I have been hearing rumors as early as last year that he had other babies on the way. Um, even the one that they claimed that him and Grime had with the surrogate, people were saying way back when they first announced that they were having that baby with the surrogate, that it wasn't really a surrogate. It was somebody that, e- that Elon had knocked up. And so they didn't want it to look bad. So they just said it was a surrogate's baby. I mean, because think about it. Why would they need a surrogate all of a sudden? And Musk is way younger than him. so Not Musk, but uh, Grime is way younger than Elon Musk. So technically, I'm sure she could still have more kids. So I think that they were trying to cover up for him. So in my personal opinion, he's not any different. He got money, but he's just as ratchet as anybody else. <laughs> he's out here on some broke people shit, okay? So now let me go ahead and hit on this topic as well. Um... A lot of people have been asking me about the whole Wendy Williams situation. So if you guys do not know, Wendy Williams has been going through it. Her brand is going through it. Let me go ahead and pull this up really quick here. Where is this at? Oh, good old Wendy. 
Let me keep scrolling. I have so many things on Instagram. Here we go. Okay. So let me share this with you guys here. So this is the latest update on Wendy Williams. And so they're saying that Williams followers noticed that over the weekend, the talk show's staple digital presence had been lessened significantly with the at Wendy Williams show handled pulling back a sorry, this page isn't available error on Instagram and the show's YouTube account, which contained often referenced heavily mentioned meme clips that are popular across the internet also appeared to be scrubbed off the site. The series website is also offline through the digital registrar. GoDaddy has the Wendy Williams show.com listed as a claimed domain. So a lot of people are really disturbed by this because they feel like this is a black woman's legacy. They've literally just wiped it. You know what I'm saying? There's no more traces of her. Um, you know, what happened? How are they able to do this? And I don't know the whole ins and outs of Wendy Williams' contract with, um, you know, with the main company. But usually when things like this happen is because she know, she gave up brand control. She sold off a portion, if not all, of her brand to the company. So a lot of times how it works is with these networks is let's say you have the Wendy Williams show. You know, she started off with that. She was doing that in podcasts. She had like a short-lived series on VH1. And so as she grows and she wants her brand to go grow bigger, a lot of times what these networks will do They'll say that, okay, well, we'll buy your brand. We'll do all the promotions. We'll do all the heavy lifting. But we own your brand name. We own the likeness. We own everything. And then you get a good, you know, a good percentage of whatever else, right? Um, So she sold her name. And I believe this happened around the time her and Kevin were going through their divorce. Because up until then, she had full ownership of everything. But I believe that divorce really affected her. And like I've always said from day one, people would attack when I would say this. Kevin had an intricate part in the Wendy Williams brand. Just because he cheated on her and had a side baby doesn't negate the truth. I don't know why people would attack me when I used to say that. He's the one who, matter of fact, created her online presence on YouTube. If y'all really want to get into it. He started that YouTube channel and got the show to start putting clips on there. So I believe what happened is that when they ended up separating, you know, when you're married, it's a lot of things that are tangled up, you know, in assets and things like that in businesses. So I believe what might have happened is because at that point, remember Wendy was going through rehab and she wasn't all there mentally. Um, You know, Kevin was cheating with the girl and, you know, was burping babies and changing diapers. So he wasn't trying to deal with the show. So I believe they both came to the conclusion that it made more sense to sell the brand and have the network run everything, and then they would still get their percentage. I feel like that's what happened. But then what ended up happening is that Wendy got sick and she wasn't able to work. And at the end of the day, this business is about money. And if they're not able to make money off of you, then they need to figure out something else. And I feel like once Wendy kept getting sick, she couldn't come, you know, they can only use so many alternating hosts. I mean, they did that for almost a year. Then they finally decided, you know what, this is not worth the headache anymore. 
let's just cut our loss, delete everything, and we'll start fresh with Sherry Shepard. And now everything is a Sherry Shepard show. This is what happens when you don't have full ownership of your brand anymore. And a lot of people end up selling their brands because they feel like, you know, once they're on television, for them, maybe it's more worth it, it's less work, and you get promo. Like, one thing with, Bra- with Bravo, what they do, like, Candy has a spinoff called the OLG, right? And I watch it. I really like the show. Uh, Candy owns the whole branding for OLG, the restaurant, the name, the show. She never sold it to Bravo. So because she never sold the entire thing to Bravo, what they do, they give them about 30% of the revenue, right? But they don't promote it. So you don't see OLG being promoted like that in the commercials or being promoted or being cross-promoted on The Real Housewives. You don't see that show being promoted like that because technically the show is still owned. The show, the restaurant, everything, the brand is owned by Candy. But now let's say Bravo buys it from Candy. She decides to sell it for, let's say, $10 million or whatever, right? Then at that point, that is Bravo's entity and they're going to promote it like crazy. It's going to have all types of commercials. They're going to promote it during Real Housewives, uh, Watch What Happens Live, and whatever shows they have on Bravo, Married to Medicine, it's going to be promoted heavily. So a lot of media companies do this, and people don't understand that. So it's not necessarily them disrespecting Wendy. Am I mad that they deleted her channel? I, I am. I think that's bullshit. This is years of material. This is years of this woman's hard work. But understanding the business and what goes on on the back end, I get it. If she's not able to work and we have to rebrand everything, they're going to delete it. They're going to start fresh because they own it so they can do that. And then it may also be a situation, too, where Wendy feels like, hey, if I'm no longer working with you guys and you guys are all about Sherry Shepard, well, now I don't want my shit over there, you know? So it could have been that situation as well. We don't know. But this is why, you know, it's very important to understand your brand and understand how much that means to you. Because, again, if you're taking things to the next level, that's something you want to weigh out. Now, as quiet as it's kept, I'm also hearing that VH1 owns the Black Ink brand. I don't know how true that is, but that's what I'm hearing, that they own the Black Ink brand, that it was sold to them. So that might be another reason why they had no problem getting rid of Caesar, because they already bought the brand from him. So I wouldn't be shocked. Somebody says they do. Okay, so yeah, I've heard that too. That's been the talk on the streets that VH1 owns it, and that's why they had no problem axing him out ASAP. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they rebrand Black Ink and they start bringing in white tattoo artists you know, I'm saying under the black under the black ink brand because they can do that now. If they own it, they can technically revamp it any way they want. So, yeah, the same thing happened to Nick Cannon. Thank you, Ladybug. You know, while Nick Cannon is talking all this fly shit with Elon Musk about, you know, repopulating the earth, let's not forget two summers ago, remember where he was tweeting from? Remember he was on, you know, he was on S-Watch and tweeting from heaven and shit, had everybody worried, think he's about to harm himself. After, you know, he made those comments about the Jewish community. <coughs> and remember, <coughs> excuse me, that's when we found out he didn't own Wild and Out. He didn't own the brand. 
Um, so that is the same thing that's going on now with Caesar, from what I'm hearing. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need some like hot tea. But that's what I'm hearing is coming down, you know, it's happening with Caesar as well. So the same thing that happened in Nick Cannon. So that's the thing. A lot of people will create shows. They'll create talk shows, game shows, and everything. And they'll be their idea. But when it's your idea, you don't get that push. You don't get that, that viral sensation. You don't get that notoriety or that global recognition unless you have one of these big brands pushing you. You know, it's messed up, but that's just how it is. You know, when Nick Cannon owned it, yeah, you would see it here and there on MTV, but it wasn't, they didn't have commercials like that. It wasn't pushed like that. But once he sold the brand quietly, because remember, he never announced that he sold it. He acted like he still owned it. That's when it was pushed. It was all over. You know, it got revamped. It was bigger and better. The budget was better, you know, but then when everything happened, with the comments that he made, you know, towards that community, they snatched it like this. And that's what can happen. And I believe that's what happened with Caesar because think about it. At one point, Caesar owned it. And Caesar had done a lot of crazy stuff. You know, there's been a lot of nonsense attached to Black Ink. And they had never gotten rid of Caesar before. So I found it very interesting that they fired him quick. I mean, within 24 hours, he was fired. And usually when things happen that quickly, that's because that company now owns the brand. Allegedly. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. That it's the same thing that happened with Nick. How they quickly, within 24 hours of that video going viral, everything was stripped from Nick. You know? And he had to go on that hobo humiliation tour and apologize over and over again and basically beg for his job back. So I think that that's what may have been happening with Wendy and that's why they deleted everything because they no longer own that particular brand. Um, the company owns the Wendy Williams show brand. Now, Wendy can come back. She says she's about to do a podcast. So maybe that podcast might be named, you know, the Wendy show. You know, she's going to have to rechange it and restructure it and redo her brand. Her name can still be used, right? Because that's her legal name. But the Wendy show, that won't be able to be used in the future because the company that deleted it, they're the ones who most likely own it. So that's what's going on with Wendy. Um, so yes, please hit that like button if you guys are watching this. Um, we have over 7,000 people in here. Thank you guys for joining me. I'm sorry I'm still under the weather, child. I apologize. Um, let me see here. Let me read some of these comments. Um, Lenantho Speaks says, I'm glad to make your live our favorite tea sipper. Thank you so much. Thank you for the $50 super chat. Appreciate you, love. I'm glad you were able to make it as well. Um Faith Keeper says, love you, T. Send in love, prayers, and blessings to you and the boys. July 5th was weird in Cali, too. Yes. July 5th was just, it was very strange. You know, on top of them playing with CERN, um, the sky. Like, I'm, I'm still remembering that sky was just so weird. Because it was supposed to be nighttime, and I'm, like, literally walking past my window, and I'm like, what time is it? Why is the sky orange, and why is it so bright? 
And then when I seen it was almost, almost 9 o'clock, I'm like, something strange is going on. And I've been hearing from other people that their skies were like weird colors and it was really bright as well. So thank you for that. Now I know that it happened in Cali too. Um, let's see here. Queen Fago says Caesar got his salad tossed. He ain't in jail yet, sis. <laughs> he's for his words, he's still free and he's ready to sue the blog. So I don't know. He's not in jail yet. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Deja Vu says, I'm glad Spotify took care of UT on the Twitter topic. I think Elon realized it's not actually worth the amount they discussed. Oh, yeah, I believe that. But the thing is, anybody could have told him that it wasn't worth that amount. But Elon likes attention. And he wants to floss his money and floss that he's a billionaire. So, you know, he's just throwing numbers to stick. If he was really going into this, he wouldn't have offered what he offered. So I think Twitter is going to hold him accountable. I don't think he's going to be able to just walk away from the deal in the way that he's expecting to walk away from the deal. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Brooke Wright says, people are really obsessed with him. They are. They're very obsessed with Elon Musk. Because, again, people live vicariously through the rich. You know, nobody cares about people who aren't wealthy. Nobody's idolizing somebody who's poor you know what i'm saying so for for most people they look up to him because he's goals you know who wouldn't want to be a billionaire or a millionaire or be wealthy or not have to work ever again you know and he knows that and so he tries to play it off like oh i'm the cool billionaire that everybody can relate to but like i've always said you don't get into the billionaire club by being a good person and for a long time you know, especially when I was younger, I would always look at people like that and be like, oh, my God, they're so blessed. And, you know, look how God blessed them. And, you know, they're billionaires and they're so rich and they don't have to worry about anything. And, you know, they must be blessed. They, You know, they're automatically good people because that's how you think when you're younger. But as you really start to, like, research and understand how people get into that billionaire space, a lot of them have to do a lot of shady shit, you know, Vince McMahon. Now that was a fake cough. Now when I need a, a real cough to come out, only a fake one comes out. But like, yeah, Vince McMahon has done so much shady shit. Elon Musk as well. Don't let, you know, him dancing and trying to act all hip and young fool you. You know, so I just think at the end of the day, I there's nothing wrong with getting money. There's nothing wrong with being rich. You know what I'm saying? Nothing is wrong with that. I don't think, you know, I don't believe in the whole be a poor, righteous teacher. I don't believe in that shit. I think everybody should try and get their bag. But I think that you have to be smart. You have to understand investments. You have to understand how money works. You have to understand financing. You have to understand credit. And stop living vicariously through Elon Musk. If you're listening to his every word and just investing in what he decides to deem as hip right there and then, well, you don't understand how finance works. And I think that's what people need to really delve into. Instead of just following and hanging on to his every word, understand finance, understand how money works, understand crypto, understand crypto. Spend your time researching that so that way you can make the best financial decisions for yourself instead of living vicariously through Elon Musk. Because I don't see how anybody who's not a sheep would take 50 to 100 grand and put it into Dogecoin if you weren't there first. If you didn't buy it when it was like 0.001%, 0, 0, 0. 
and you're coming in at the tail end when I think like Doge got all the way up to like almost, I don't know, maybe $100, maybe even more. And you're buying it at the tail end. That doesn't even make any sense. And if you're investing all of your savings into something, the first rule of financing and investing in stock is that you never invest what you can't afford to lose. If you can't afford to lose a hundred grand, then don't invest a hundred grand. It's okay to invest only a thousand dollars if that's all you can afford to lose. So I think a lot of people need to like really do a refresher or just really learn about stuff, like how things work, as opposed to just listening to Elon. I just the Elon sheeps, they just irritate me on Twitter because they just hang on to his every word. And it's like, it's okay for him to blow money because he's a billionaire. He has an unlimited supply of funds. You can't compare yourself to him when you're only making 50 grand a year. That just doesn't make any sense, you know? But yeah, that's where that comes from. So thank you for the super chat. Um, oh, Doge never even hit a dollar. Well, thank you for clearing that up. I forgot what it hit. So it didn't even hit a dollar. Yeah, people was dumping so much money into Doge. It was insane. Somebody said, I took all my money out of that. I'm glad you did. Hopefully you took it out before it crashed. <laughs> Callie, over 100 strange lights were seen in the sky. They tried to say it was flares. Wow. CERN. Remember GameStop? They stopped it when regular people got to making money. Yep. They always do that, though. You know, once regular people got smart and understood and were making money, like, I was happy. Like, I threw some money into GameStop. I didn't expect to get anything back. You know what I mean? Just to help them. Just for the fact that what they were doing was just awesome. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I threw some money at it. But it's like, yeah, as soon as regular people get financial literacy, then they move the goalpost. And that's the part that's messed up. Even with the Airbnb... Like, I have my issues with Airbnb as of late, right? But isn't it funny that when black folks and, you know, people of color started saying, hey, let me rent an apartment and use this Airbnb as a hustle? Because, again, this ain't nothing new. That Airbnb hustle been going on for the past five years. But now that a lot of people were talking about how to make money from Airbnb and, you know, creating courses and classes that you guys could pay for for a hundred bucks. Um, now the sun needs to be shut down and regulated. So catch that tea. Now you can't have more than one Airbnb. When for years people been doing this in other groups. Okay. Been doing the same thing with Airbnb and rentals. And now here comes the rules and regulations when other people have been able to make passive income off of it. So just some food for thought. Let's see here. Um, Lemon Love says, just showing you some love. Thank you for the $2 super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. The one your BF told you not to worry about. I don't know. Uh, YouTube is not letting me send super chats. This is crazy. I still love you, Auntie. Thank you. Um, oh, that's your name. Oh my gosh. Why is that your name? I thought that's what I thought that was your comment. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, your name is the one your child. Y'all's names are a trip. I had to reread that. Like, hold on, I thought about it. Okay. Well, your super chat came through, so thank you so much, love. That is so because I was like so confused, like, wait, what? <laughs> 
Y'all are a trip. Okay. Let's see here. Kayla says, I go hard cuz just signed up for Patreon and watched your Omni crime video. I need more conspiracy docs, please. Thank you, Auntie. You're so welcome and thank you for the super chat and thank you for joining the Patreon. And yeah, that's another thing. Let me clear that up because a lot of people think that joining Patreon or the membership automatically gets them into Discord. That's not how that has ever worked. Um, Patreon and the YouTube memberships are for additional content. Like um, I post alerts on there, updates on different things, um, deep dive videos. So that's what those are for. Um, every now and then when we have openings on Discord, I also post it on those pages. But just because you sign up for that does not mean that that's like a ticket into Discord. Like right now the Discord is closed. So like I said, I never want over a certain amount of people on Discord. So when we're at that amount, it's just closed until that amount drops off or, you know, people leave and things like that. Then that's when I open it back up. So thank you. I do have more deep dives coming, um, but there's plenty on there. Like, there's a whole list of all the deep dives. There's probably enough for you to binge watch for, like, the whole weekend. So there's quite a bit on there. But I'm definitely going to be coming up with more. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Karima Shabazz, Senten, says they're going to do the same thing with Wendy as Sony did to Aaron Magruder when he sold the rights to the Boondocks. I'm glad they didn't get a chance to ruin her brand slash show. Yeah, I forgot about that when he sold everything and then Boondocks was never the same again. And that was like one of my favorite shows. Thank you for that. Um, Keisha and Lust says, hey, TT, did you see Our Father on Netflix? It reminds me of Nick and Musk. I know it's not the same, but close, but Ratchet Ass Florida, Leo Gang, love you. I watched that. I watched that when I was in L.A. at the hotel. I can't believe that there were no charges brought against that man. Like, they're like, well, there's nothing in the laws that said that he couldn't do that. He literally inseminated half of Indiana. All his kids look alike. They're all blonde hair, blue eyed. There's some with brown. But for the most part, he was trying to, like, create this, like, ultimate Aryan race, like the daughter said. How is that not against the law? These women went in thinking, like, they were using their husbands, you know, to impregnate them. And the whole time it was this doctor. I mean, just gross. And then had the nerd have all types of health issues and shit. Just making a bunch of sickly kids. All them kids had health issues. And it all came from that doctor's side. And he had no remorse. He felt like they was bothering him. And, oh, well, you wanted a baby. I gave you a baby. Yeah, I wanted a baby, but not with your ass. Yeah, that, if y'all have not seen Our Father on Netflix, it is really good. It had me shook. That was just, that was disgusting. He had no remorse. He did not care, you know, and nothing, nothing happened to him. So, yeah, it was a doctor in Indiana. He was going around. He was supposed to be a fertility doctor. He was one of the best in Indiana. And for some reason, he was very fertile. You know what I'm saying? Because he, every patient he was able to knock up fairly quickly, too. So he was very, very fertile. And he thought because he was a doctor and he was so smart, he was blind hair, blue eyed, that that gene didn't need to die, that he needed to procreate. He had a wife and he had three kids that he claimed. But this fool had upwards of 100 children. Okay? Upwards of 100 children. 
Yeah, it's a crazy documentary and nothing happened to him at all. They're like, well, there's nothing we can do. You want to revoke his license? Like, what do you mean there's nothing he can do? Yeah, the whole thing is just a mess. But thank you. I did watch that. So thank you. Um, let's see here. XOXO says, I love your show. They also said that Rihanna did a lot of snakish stuff to become a billionaire as well. Mm. I don't know because I haven't researched what all she's done. I've heard some things like uh, they've taken lingerie, like designs from other, you know, up and coming designers. Um, I've heard maybe the quality's not as good, but I'd have to look more into it. But I wouldn't be surprised. You know, once you get into that billionaire club, that's a whole nother thing. Um, people sometimes say, well, what's the difference? Money's money. There's no difference between a millionaire and a billionaire. If you don't think that there's a difference, you need to read up. Because billionaires literally move the world around. They make global moves. Anybody can be a millionaire. You know, you can hit a million dollars. You can make a million. That's not super hard to obtain. But only a select few will become billionaires. Billionaires run the globe. Billionaires run electricity. Billionaires run these conglomerates. Okay? Billionaires run the world, period. So there's a big difference. Big difference in them zeros. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Tall lady, what's up, sis? Says, hey, T, here in Dallas, a pregnant lady got a $250 ticket for driving in the HOV lane. She said that because of the new laws, her fetus is a passenger. <laughs> oh, people are going to come with all types of shit. That is too funny. Well, either way, she better, pull, she better pay that ticket for it turns into a warrant. So good luck using that as an excuse because that will turn into a warrant quick. Um, let's see here. So I want to hit on one more thing. No, two more things, actually, before I go. Dang, it don't even feel like I've been out here for an hour and 25 minutes. So if y'all don't know, they are not playing when it comes to Emmett Till. Now, remember I told y'all a while ago that uh, Carolyn Bryant was still alive and well somewhere in South Carolina. So a lot of Emmett Till protesters, um, Emmett Till was a young boy who... She lied on and said that he whistled at her. And years later, she came out and admitted that Emmett Till did not whistle at her. But that didn't mean anything because her crazy husband and his uh, half-brother ended up beating Emmett Till to death, killing him, mutilating his body. And, and his mother, Mammy Till, basically gave him an open casket, right? And allowed the world to see what they did to her son. And so now, I have been saying this for a while. When are people going to go after Carolyn Bryant? When are people going to go look for her? Well, if you guys do not know, this past weekend, Emmett Till protesters, they have been descending on senior citizen living homes looking for this old bitch. <laughs> you can't make this up. They said they are going to take her to jail hook or crook. They have been bogarting senior citizen centers all over the Carolinas looking for old ass Carolyn Bryant. And you know what? I'm here for it. They done bogarted at least three so far. 
So this is a story. They've been all over Raleigh. They've been getting tips. They're trying to find her. Um, because people are tired of the nonsense and they feel like she, sh if she's alive, she should be held accountable. I'm going to play this short clip here. You see all the things that were done to his body. And you don't think that affects not only our family, but people. Emmett cousin Priscilla Sterling filled with emotion and tears. As she talked about how the 14-year-old was beaten and killed in Money, Mississippi back in 1955 after Carolyn Brian Denham accused him of whistling at her. Her husband at the time, Roy Bryant, and his half-brother, J.W. Milam, were arrested and later acquitted in this case. Now, 67 years later, an unserved arrest warrant for Dunham was recently found in the basement of the LaFleur County Courthouse in Greenwood. I was actually called to come and meet them that morning, and I had to work as um, a teacher and do a summer program, but they called here, they got here, Keith Beauchamp, my cousin Deborah Watts, and her daughter and son-in-law, they got here that morning, and it took them an hour and a half to find the warrant. Till's cousin believes the discovery of this warrant serves as new evidence in this case. In fact, Sterling says her family wants the district attorney for the Fourth Circuit Court District of Mississippi, Dwayne Richardson, to serve the warrant because they want Dunham, who is now in her 80s, arrested. She now lives in North Carolina. The family is also calling on the Justice Department to reopen this case. Last year, they officially closed the investigation into Till's murder. We cannot ignore this. That's the reason why the warrant needs to be served. It'll help create change. And this is what, if this is what needed to do for us to change our mindset, our behaviors and attitudes in this society, then this would do it. This would do it. Execute the warrant. And okay, let me come back on the screen. Um, people are saying that the audio is having issues. It's going in and out. I don't know why. That's weird. I don't know. It does that sometimes. I like usually it'll, it'll sound fine, then sometimes it'll go in and out. Um, it did it like a few streams ago, so I'm not sure if maybe YouTube is having issues or StreamYard. So I apologize about that. But um, they found this warrant, and so they're taking this warrant, and they're going to like senior citizen living homes searching for this woman, as they should. Because at the end of the day, it was her husband, her ex-husband and the brother-in-law who stood trial, and they were acquitted. Then they admitted to everything after the fact. They were paid $5,000. They admitted to everything. Then it came out years later that he didn't even do that, what they, you know, had accused him of. And my thing is, this is not double jeopardy in her case. She never stood trial. So why is her old ass not locked up? She was the catalyst with all of this. She lied. She caused all this trouble. She should have been locked up. And I don't understand why they're closing the case. They had closed the case last year. They had reopened it. They had reopened the case a few years ago. Then they closed it. They keep closing it. But this family has not been able to get justice. And I think that justice needs to be served because this woman is trash. She's trash. And, you know, I get it. And she has descendants. She has children and stuff like that. I'm not saying lock up her family and her kids, but she definitely needs to be locked up. You know, personally, I don't care if she ends up, you know, wasting away in a prison because the fact that she caused all this and then came out years later like it was sweet. And I believe that was like in 2014 when she came out. And just, you know, she just felt a, a, a tinge of consciousness all of a sudden and said that he didn't whistle at her. She had made it up.
So why she's not being held accountable to me makes no sense whatsoever. So I'm glad that, you know, these protesters are on it. I'm glad that they found that warrant and that they're going after her. But now the the criminal system, they need to stand behind this family and behind the protesters and doll out justice. Being that the other, you know, the two men who actually did the crime are dead. She's the main catalyst. She should be locked up. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, you know, what comes of this whole situation with them. So now, last but not least, I want to talk about this whole situation with Big Boy. Now, if you guys don't know, it was announced like three days ago that Big Boy from Outcast, him and his wife got divorced. Um, his wife, Sharita, they had been together for about 20 years. So they recently divorced. And so there's rumors speculating online that Big Boy is with some, he's with some white stunt lady. Like she's like a stunt woman. And that that's the reason why they broke up. Now, I don't know if that's how true that is, but that's what the rumor is online. Let me pull this up here real quick. Okay, so here's the article here. Everybody's been talking about this on social media. So, as you see here, that's um, Big Boy and his ex-wife. So, they've officially, according to TMZ... Um, it shows it was a quick dissolution as Big Boy just filed for divorce in April. Per the reports, the rapper stated in his filing that there was no reasonable hope of reconciliation between Sharita and between Sharlita and him. Uh, Patton filed for divorce from Big Boy in 2013, but the pair later reconciled. When Big Boy filed for the divorce in April, he noted that they had been separated for some time and were living separately, as reported by Complex. The ex-couple set up a post-nuptial agreement in 2016, which divided all of their assets and outgoings, the outlet rights. So that's what's being discussed, that they broke up. And so they're saying that this is who he's dating. Her name is Meredith. Um, here she is drinking some iced coffee, and he's in the comments section saying A. So, like, the internet sleuths are putting two and two together. This is on her page. And then when you go to his page, she's, like, doing all types of stunts. Like, he's posting her. He's playing music, so I can't play it. But, like, she's, like, a stunt lady, and he put down Thursday up. And so this is what people are even saying in the comments. Somebody says this must be his wife. Somebody else says, according to Lipstick Alley, that's his new woman. <laughs> that's her doing flips. And then... Here she is with the gang. They've been fishing a lot lately. So that's them fishing together. So they're saying that's who he's with now is this woman. So good luck to big boy and his new girl. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Um, as long as, you know, him and Charlita broke up and they're amicable. <laughs> that's all that matters. And their kids are older now. I mean, they have older children. He's a grandfather. So I don't think that there's any, you know, bad blood. I think, I'm sure Charlita, she's beautiful. She's doing her. So if, you know, if he's happy and that's where he's at and they've been separated for a while, so be it. But that's been the talk of the internet is, you know, big boy with this white stunt woman, you know. So I just find it interesting. Um, but again, they're divorced now. So maybe they'll officially come out and confirm everything that the whole internet has been speculating about. It's going to be interesting to see if that ends up happening. But 
As far as like everything, I haven't seen anything messy come from Big Boy's side or Charlita's side. I think they're just separating and calling it quits and moving on. So sometimes relationships end and that's just what it is. So you guys, on that note, I'm going to read a few more super chats. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I've been on here for almost an hour and a half. This has been a really good stream. So thank you guys for coming through. Um, let me see here. Uh, the girl who wants to DJ says, I always said, if they can't get the notesies, if they can't get the notesies, why not get the person who did it to Emmett? Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I hope something like really good comes of this situation, especially being that it's getting more attention now that they're going to these senior living homes. I definitely think that she should be locked up. She should have been locked up. I don't think there should be any room or any grace for her because they had no grace for that young boy, his family, you know what I'm saying, the community at the time. So they should definitely be locked up. Um, well, not they, she, because the other ones are dead, unfortunately. Um, let's see here. Charity Williams sent 10 says, hey, T, can you tell us what happened to the murderers of Emmett Till and their children? Um, they got off. I talked about this a while back. The two guys, the half-brothers, they got off. They come from a big family. Um, their mom and dad, I think the mom married twice, so they have, like, a, a huge family. It's, like, 12 of them. So a lot of them are half-siblings. Um, they, end up, they ended up, you know, they didn't do any time. Um, the only time that he ended up getting the, the main guy was for welfare fraud. Um, at some point in time, nobody shopped their business. Their business ended up going under. Um, no black people would step foot in their store. White people didn't want to step foot in their store after a while um, just because it was a bad look. So they ended up going under. Um, years later, they got caught doing welfare fraud, um, something with food stamps way back then. And so one of them ended up doing time for that. Uh, Caroline and the brother that she was married to, they ended up divorcing. From what Mammy Till said years later, now I don't know if these were Caroline's children or his children with somebody else, but both of them had a son die in a tragic accident, both brothers. So Mammy Till said, you know, karma still came for them. You know, they both lost their sons um, in tragic ways. And then they both ended up dying from one of the worst forms of cancer. So... Um, even though they didn't do time, I don't think they ever were able to live like a really peaceful life. Um, Carolyn has been mainly able to stay under the radar because she got remarried. She changed her name. She changed her looks. They, uh, Edward Bradley found her like back in like 2008. He ended up showing up on the property and her son was like going off on him, was threatening him. So, I mean, it was a mess. So their family is still around. They're still in the Carolinas. Um, they've been there for years, but I think, you know, with, with all this new attention towards Emmett Till, I'm around Black History Month. They had that whole uh, special on ABC. It was really good. I can't think of the name, but it was really good. I watched it. It was produced by Jay-Z and Will Smith. And um, it brought a lot of renewed, you know what I'm saying, information, a lot of renewed interest on the whole. I think it was called The Women of the Movement. It just hit me. I think it was called the woman of the movement. But it brought a lot of renewed interest in the case. So I think with that renewed interest, hopefully they end up doing something to Carolyn Bryant. Because I think she should definitely 
be held accountable for the role that she played. So, yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, definitely check that out. It was a really good show. Um, as far as Doja Cat, Doja Cat is just mad because the young boy from Stranger, Th- from Stranger Things basically blasted her. And so she called herself, like, checking him. Now, I thought Doja Cat had a boyfriend. Maybe she doesn't. I might be wrong. Let me see if I can find the article. She slid into this young boy's DMs to have him contact another guy that was on, that's on the show. Let me see if I can find that here. And basically, the he was just being messy because he's a kid. He's a you know he's like seventeen. He was being messy and he blasted it to everyone. So let me show y'all this. This is what everybody's talking about with Doja Cat. Um. So Doja Cat slides into his DM. So it's the one that plays. Uh, Will Byers on the show. Um, his real name is Noah Schnapp. And so she was trying to talk to Joseph Quinn. And so she says, Noah, can you tell Joseph to hit my line? Wait, no. Does he have a girlfriend? And then he replies back. He says, laugh my ass off. Slide into his DMs. Then Doja says, I don't know his IG or Twitter. He doesn't have a DM to slide in. And then... She's then he sends Doja a screenshot and says, right here, ma'am. So, you know, he's a teenager. First of all, you're grown ass slid into his shit. So let's let's talk about that. You slid into his DM. I don't know. If she's trying to if she's bored. Looking for attention or just, you know, because I'm Doja Cat, I can just do that. And the young man is saying he has a DM, slide into his DM, and you're telling him that, no, he doesn't. You search, you scrounge the internet, and you couldn't find it. Then he literally takes a screenshot and is like, ma'am, here goes his DM, you know, here goes his Instagram right here. So he ends up posting that because, you know, for a teenager, that's funny, right? And she goes off. like She was, like, really in her feelings. This is her response. But hopefully you're recording this. So that I don't have to do it. I tried to make a TikTok, like a three-minute TikTok, and it didn't work. Um, I had to like do it like three times without cringing, and that was let me fast forward this. Shit. I'm like trying to be super fair. You do dumb shit. You say dumb shit. You fucking fuck up relationships with people. You you make mistakes. Like you're supposed to, so that you know. You're supposed to do stuff like that so that you know not to do it in the future. Like, I, I did my share of fuck-ups so that I don't fuck up again. Um, but the fact that this person, that Noah did that, like, went and posted a private conversation between me and him is so unbelievably, like, socially unaware and whack and like you know what i mean like that's like borderline snake shit like girl get get your ass off my page doja and i like doja but let's stop you're calling the little boy snake you're saying that he's socially unaware to me what's socially unaware that you're a grown woman i want to say maybe i don't know how old doja cat is maybe she's 27 you're sliding into a dms of a 17 year old Asking him to hook you up with his grown co-star. The co-star in in question is 29 years old, so he's not a teenager. 
it's the older brother of the show. Okay, she's 26, right. So my thing is, you're grown, you're way older than him. Well, how about you do your due diligence as a grown adult and actually look for the right person to slide into their DMs? There was no reason for her to slide into this young boy's DMs. And it's very strange because remember a few years ago, Drake did the same thing to Millie Bobby Brown, who plays 11 on the show. Drake was in her DMs when she was like 13 or 14. And those DMs got out. And he was like, oh, I'm a fan of the show. Well, hell, I'm a fan of the show. I wouldn't DM these kids. They're kids. I've been watching Stranger Things since day one. I've never woke up and said, hey, let me DM Noah. I don't even know what the hell I would say to him. Probably nothing because he's 17. You know, and it's like you're Doja Cat. So you can easily have your manager call his manager. Like, let's stop the foolishness. She could easily, if she really wanted to talk to who she was looking for, she could have easily found them. Management, management could have hooked that up. There was no reason for her to jump into Noah's DMs and then get mad and say, you know, he's socially unaware and that's some snake shit. No, that's what teenagers do. Teenagers are messy. They're just messy. So I feel no ways. It made me laugh. And the fact that he's like, leave me alone. Like, go, you know what I mean? Go look him up. And she's still saying, oh, no, I can't find him. It does, you know, he, he's not on Twitter and Insta. And then he takes a screenshot and is like, here, ma'am. Like, get your old ass out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if she really wanted to hook up with the dude that she's looking for, she could have easily went through management. Like, let's stop. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to call her Doja Kelly. Like, some of y'all be reaching. I'm not going to say that. It wasn't like he posted something sexual. She didn't say, you know, she's trying to give him sloppy top. Okay, so I'm not going to call her Doja Kelly. But it does look weird, you know, because it's like the second high-profile celebrity to jump into, like, you know, one of these kids' DMs. You know what I mean? Like, let's stop. Let, you know, let, 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 let the 17, the 16 to 18-year-old slide in his DMs. You're grown. You know how to get a hold of, of the, the person that you're looking for. You didn't have to go through Noah. So that was weird. That was definitely weird. And then the fact that she's like all mad and he's on some snake shit with the filters and stuff. Girl, bye. You too old to be in that little boy's DMs. There's nothing that you need to ask him. Okay. That's like, that's equivalent to remember in the 80s when they would tell us when we were kids. Shout out to all those 80s cartoons who gave us tips and shit like G.I. Joe. You know what I'm saying? And He-Man. And when people were starting to learn about kidnappings and, you know, the pedo word and all that stuff, there'd be all these little, like, tips. And, you know, after you watch the cartoon series, they'd be like, what do you do when a stranger comes up and talks to you? You just walk the other way. And I remember one of the tips that they told us as kids. There's never a reason for an adult to ask a child for directions. I still remember that shit. There's no reason. Like, they're, like why? what reason would a grown adult need to pull up on an 8-year-old and be like, hey, how do I get to the, to the corner store? And I'm sure the 8-year-old knows, but there's no reason for me to ask a child for any type of directions. I mean, now we got Google Maps and all that stuff. But for real, this is the things that were taught to us in the 80s. And this is how I feel about this. There's no reason for a grown woman to ask a child, okay, for directions, okay, on how to get to such and such's DMs. You're grown. There's no reason. Okay. She could have definitely found ways to get a hold of who she's looking for. So that's what I'm going to say about that. But that's why she's trending because she's in her feelings and she's mad, you know, at Noah for blasting her. Was it messy? A little bit. But that's what teenagers do.
And that's what happens when you slide into the DMs of teenagers. It eventually leaks out. Just like the whole conversation with Millie Bobby Brown and Drake. That eventually leaked out. Because I think it ended up coming out that he was calling her on the phone and all types of weird shit. I don't know. Like I said, I'm a fan of the show. But I've never once thought to... I don't even follow any of these kids. I don't follow none of them on social media. For what? I watch this show, enjoy this show, and keep it pushing. Now, my kids probably follow them and, you know, stuff like that. But I'm not about to be following these kids and DMing them and all that. No. There's nothing I need to know from Noah or Millie Bobby Brown. Unless they want to come on Tea Time Unfiltered for an interview, okay, for a public interview. And even then, we would have a publicist reach out to them. I'm not going to be in their DMs like, hey, hey, you want to interview with me? That's just weird. It's just weird. I don't know. But again, I'm not going to call her Doja Kelly. I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't think that warrants that. But I just think that next time she just needs to move a little bit smarter. And if you want to be discreet, you got to move discreet. You can't be discreet with children. Kids can't hold water. And you're a mega superstar. You know what I'm saying? If I was 17 and a mega superstar slid into my DMs and they're not trying to talk to me, they want to, you know what I'm saying, holler at my older friend, I'm going to blast them too because that's what teenagers do. They're they're spiteful creatures, okay? (laughs) So, you know what I'm saying? So, good luck, Doja Cat. Hopefully this blows over, okay? And people can stop calling her Doja Kelly, child. Hopefully this will blow over. But, yeah, so that's what that was about. So, on that note, you guys... Uh, look, somebody says Doja wanted some of that upside down. Ooh, Nifty Studios, you are messy. She wanted some of that upside down world, huh? <laughs> Y'all are messy. So on that note, you guys, thank you so much for spending this Saturday with me. I know it's been a few days since I've gone live and, you know, just spoken about anything. I've just been under the weather. And today was the first day that I just really felt better. So thank you guys so much. This was an awesome stream. So I will talk to you guys later. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye, everyone.